It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. Hello to everyone. Welcome to the program. In previous episodes, I have discussed the worldview of Christianity, and I had six episodes on the Islamic worldview. Today, I wish to discuss the shaky foundation of the worldview of postmodernism. After a full day of managing the family affairs, going to work, and generally keeping my head above water, I barely have enough energy to drive home from work, much less understand some abstract philosophical ideas from who knows where that believes who knows what because of who knows why. The point is, ideas have consequences. They are shaping our world even as we sleep. The world's philosophy of the present day has changed from what I knew as a young man. Then people generally assume that both absolute morality and absolute truth existed and could be known. But now even our children's questions are changing, and we might be tempted to think it is just a new fad or phase. It's not. Their questions are important, And unless we learn to address them in a way that makes sense to the next generation, we will lose them. The 2022 Barna survey disclosed that 80% of the young people of ages 18 to 29 are leaving the church. And of the teenagers' parents, only about 2% live by a biblical worldview. If our children and grandchildren stop asking questions, that usually means one of three things. First, they already have become completely disengaged from us. Second, they have arrived at conclusions that they know you would not like. Or third, they have concluded that you are out of date so that they will pose their questions to another source, like from their friends or from the all-knowing sage, Google. We all have a philosophy of life, whether we realize it or not. In other words, we all live by certain presuppositions, certain basic beliefs, ideas perhaps influenced by the culture, our education, the media, and our desires. These basic beliefs affect our decisions, our choices, and determines how we live our lives. It also determines our view of how the world operates, and it answers the five most consequential questions in life. These I have discussed on several occasions on this program. First, origin. Where did I come from? Second, 
identity. Who am I? Third, meaning. Why am I here? Fourth, morality. How should I live? Fifth, destiny. Where am I going? The answer to these questions depend on the answer to this one question. Is there a God? If God exists, then there is ultimate meaning and purpose to your life. If there is a real purpose to your life, then there is a real right or wrong way to live it. Choices you or I make not only affect us here and now, but will affect our eternal destiny. On the other hand, if there is no God, then your life ultimately means nothing. There is no enduring purpose to life, and there is no right or wrong way to live it. And it doesn't matter how you live or what you believe, your destiny is merely to return to dust. These are life's ultimate questions. And we should make sure that our answers are rooted in truth, not passing fads, not cultural trends, not forced conclusions under duress. How we answer these questions will determine on what foundation we build our lives. The facts are that every single one of these is up for grabs in the postmodern culture. Jesus taught a parable about the wise and foolish builders in Matthew 7, verses 24 through 26. The wise man built his house on the solid rock of Jesus' teaching. And when the storms came, his house stood firm. The foolish man, who disregarded Jesus' teaching, built his house on the sand. And when the storms came, his house fell, and great was its fall. Many worldviews are like the sand in Jesus' parable. They make for shaky foundations. We are now living in a postmodern world. Unfortunately, it is one such worldview that builds a shaky foundation for life. Nevertheless, our society is trying to build upon it. The real problem is that postmodernism doesn't even try to build on sand. Moral relativism is the logical outworking of postmodernism, and Greg Kukul and Francis Beckwith in their book on relativism say that it is like planting your feet firmly in midair. Postmodernism wants to tear apart biblical beliefs. This is what is called deconstruction. When they are finished, there is nothing left to support the world they are building, and the world is falling down into a heap of confusion. Some in the sciences, notably Stephen Hawking, proclaim that philosophy is dead. To this claim, I raise a flag of resistance and doubt. Philosophy is not dead. It is just mortally sick. And postmodernism is the disease, much like the COVID 
of the mind. Allow me to give a brief history of postmodernism. People became disillusioned with modernism's failed promise that they could make the world a better place simply by using common sense, logic, human reason, and science to better mankind. From that disillusionment, postmodernism was born. Postmodernism is based on the ideas of Michael Foucault, Jacques Derrida, and John Francois Lyotard that they gave in the mid-20th century. Put simply, postmodernism is an amorphous philosophical movement that rejects traditional concepts of logic and human nature. It affirms no objective truth, especially in matters of religion and spirituality, and all meaning is constructed by each individual. The term postmodernism literally means after modernism, and modernism is the term used to describe the ideas that came out of the Enlightenment. Modernists were convinced that by pooling their collective common sense, logic, human reason, and science, an objective standard of truth could be found. Morals and meaning would organically emerge. Did that occur? No, not even close. Ask any mom if it is easy to get the whole family to agree on what to eat for dinner. That difficulty being the case, how could modernists think that people would unite on something as important as the meaning of life? You have to have several academic degrees to be that stupid. Enter postmodernism. Disillusion with the failings of modernism. The postmodernists did what all disillusioned lovers do when they break up. They start to make a list of all the former lovers' flaws. That is what postmodernism did to modernism. Because one of modernism's beliefs was that absolutes did indeed exist, Postmodernism seeks to correct things by first eliminating absolute truth and making everything relative to an individual's beliefs, desires, and preferences. Philosophers of the modernist ilk believe in universal truth, while postmodernists do not. Postmodernism proclaims, quotes, the truth is, there is no truth, end quotes. Well, if that sentence is purported to be true, then the content tells us it is false. In other words, postmodernism is self-defeating. More relativists would say, quotes, you are wrong to tell me I am wrong, end quotes. Or, quotes, that may be true for you, but that is not true for me, end quotes. Relativists believe absolute truth can't be known. In that sense, moral relativists are bed partners with the agnostic. They say all we can do is, quotes, live our truth, end quotes. But if that is the case, 
And we all must learn to get along with everybody else because one person's relative truth is inevitably going to conflict with the other person's relative truth. What is the moral relativism's solution to the inevitable conflict? Tolerance. Moral relativism is ultimately self-defeating because on the one hand, it demands that everybody tolerate each other. On the other hand, it is very intolerant of those who are seen as intolerant. So we are back to the conflict again because we are all convinced that we have the real scoop. And this inevitable conflict will likely result in a violation of the moral law advocated in the Bible. When we break that moral law, our souls are changed. Breaking a spiritual law has spiritual consequences. Is it any wonder that our morally relative society has an epidemic of depression, loneliness, anxiety, panic attacks, suicide, divorce, and rising crime? I'm not saying there is a one-to-one correspondence between a moral failure and depression, loneliness, anxiety, etc., like you sin and voila, immediately depression and loneliness sets in. Rather, our society is setting fires all over the place and wondering why our world is going up in flames. We all reap the spiritual consequences of our own sin, but we are also susceptible to the effects of the sin of others. Ask any person who grew up with a drug-addicted parent or someone who was a victim of sexual abuse or a child who was severely deformed by a mother on drugs during pregnancy. Then you will have a clear picture of the ramifications of breaking a moral law. The consequences are not limited to the soul of the transgressor. The Bible has a description Quotes, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. That's found in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. So if you're not pleased with your harvest, sow different seeds. In episodes 45 and 46, I showed the bankruptcy of relativism. In episodes 127 and 128, I discussed the dangers of postmodernism. Allow me to end this episode by reminding you, exercise daily, walk with God. Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app. 
Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott. <music>